Welcome back to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you help other people. I feel like it's such a cheesy tagline, but it is what we're talking about. Uh, my name is Kate Watson. I'm here with Leslie. Leslie, how goes it with you today? I'm going to open this up like I'm a YouTube star. Hey, guys. Um, hope you're doing great. Congratulations on being awesome. I'll turn you Yep. Um, okay, that was annoying. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So I'm so glad folks are joining us again for what is now part three of our empathy series. In part one, we really defined empathy and what it is and is not. In part two, we learned how to express it out loud, how to tell people that we have empathy rather than just believing it. And now we're going to talk about those tough times. Like, when is it really hard to do this? And let's just be honest about it and say, you know what? There are going to be times where this does not come as easily as we might like. Um, I know I have a couple of ideas. Does anything come to mind to you for you, Leslie, when... You're thinking, you know, all this stuff about empathy is real nice, but when this goes down, I am like empathy deficient. So helpers, that's what I'm going to call you now, helpers. Um, You know, if you are somebody that um, is sort of known for being a good listener or, um, you know, just you, you get a lot of people coming to you a lot. I think one of the most important things is to take a moment to make sure that this is a good time for you to receive this and so that's really hard when someone comes to you and they want to talk through something or workshop it and sometimes it's just not you're not in the right headspace for it yep I thought about that too it's like sometimes I am not in a good place because I'm dealing with my own stuff sometimes I'm just in a bad mood you know and like being good at expressing empathy takes a lot from a person. And so if I'm cranky or tired or I haven't eaten (laughs) or like anything like that, I'm just really not in the mood. I'm probably going to struggle more than other times. Now, I think if the issue is I'm just like cranky and tired, I probably just need to dig deep and try harder. But if the issue is you know, you know what, like I'm, I'm not well, and this is not a good time for me. I think it's perfectly fine to say, I don't know that I'm going to be real helpful to you right now. I I want you to get the support and the care that you need. I don't think I'm the right person. I'm actually going to disagree with you, Kate. I think if you're cranky or tired, you are allowed to say no. <laughs> and you know, I think that it depends on the circumstance, right? So if, if someone's coming to you and you know that this is like not something that happens a lot or whatever the case is, like, yeah, dig, dig deep, I think. But if this is like someone's, you know, the second time they were talking about the same thing or they are going through something and, and you know, I think you got to think about how, how, Am I going to be able to respond to this responsibly? Yeah. Well, I, I'm perfectly comfortable with us disagreeing, and, I, and I'll bet very often the listeners disagree with us as well. Um, so that's fine. What I care more about is that as we go through this list of times when empathy might be tough, people aren't getting the message, oh, it's hard, so I'll just stop. Um, I think that sometimes it's tough. And it's possible, maybe not when you're tired or hungry, but maybe some other time that it's tough, it's possible to work harder at it yeah. and, and get better at it. 
Um, and so we may, Leslie, you and I may disagree about when those times are. And that's totally fine. I mean, this is all like messy human stuff. Like a hey, okay, I want to talk to you. I know this is important. I need about 15 minutes to go eat something and decompress from my own situation before I talk about this. So I think setting a boundary is is okay without saying, without completely being like, no, I I don't have time for you. Especially if this is somebody that's like, well, I guess for anybody, honestly. And and what you just described as saying, I need 15 minutes to take care of myself, that actually sounds like digging deep to me. Yeah. So what you might describe as sort of saying no, I might describe as digging deep. So we might just kind of describe these different ways. And again, it's, it's fine. I, I think my bigger message is there are going to be times this is hard that you don't just bail on it, that you say, okay, hold on, I'm really struggling with empathy here. Let me see if I can muster some up. Uh, and, and that might make sense for some other examples. Or, or even just assessing that you are having that moment. Like, you know what? I'm normally pretty good at this. In this moment, I am struggling to find my empathy. This is this is this is a moment. Something is happening. What is it? Is it something that I can fix right now? Is it that I haven't had anything with protein in it, or I haven't drank my coffee yet, or um, other ways we drug ourselves? Um, <laughs> um, or you know, am I in the middle of a project? And, um, you know, you want me to sit down and talk about this, but like I'm halfway through cleaning the bathroom and, and, and I just got to continue because this, this doesn't come along too often. (laughs) (laughs) Don't interrupt cleaning the bathroom with your feelings. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and actually what you're describing is this little self-assessment is something that I try to do before the moment even arrives. Like if I just know I'm going through maybe a period of my life that is a, a good tough period of my life. We're not talking about a bad morning. We're talking about maybe a bad couple of months. And when I know I'm going through a tough period of my life, I give myself little talks in the morning like, okay, Kate, you are in no position to be helping others right now. <laughs> you need to be looking out for you. And I kind of get myself in that mindset so that I don't really find myself in too many like counselory situations when I know I just don't have it. I don't have it in me. I, I maybe don't have the patience. I maybe don't have the energy. I maybe don't have the emotional capacity. Sometimes I just know I am, I am not able. And other times I'm struggling, but probably if I, if I tried, I could, I could get myself to the place where I could express empathy. Anything else come to mind? I, I think, and maybe you're about to talk about this, but I think that I, I could see where I would struggle having empathy with someone that I just sort of vehemently disagree with about something. Um, and that is a hard, a hard thing when you, you know, your whole body is sort of like, no, no, this is wrong. Um, a challenge at that point. Yep. It is literally the next thing on the list. <laughs> so I agree that it is really difficult to find empathy and try to understand where someone's coming from when you've already heard something that kind of set you off, right? You already heard something that made you go, what? I can't believe you just said that. And you're reacting. And when you've already moved into reacting and this um, this drive to want to fix it or correct it, it's hard to pump the brakes and slow down and say, no, wait, let me see if I can understand this. And sometimes it's not just hard. Sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes it's like, I don't even want to understand this. It is so upsetting to hear. I don't want to understand. My position on that is that even if you don't really want to understand, understanding does 
help in many ways. It does help both parties of this conversation if you can get yourself to that place. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, sometimes when someone says something to me that I'm just like so sort of vehemently opposed to, I can sort of start to hear my blood in my ears. Like I sort of, I feel it kind of creeping up and I'm like, okay, um, I'm, I'm beckoning my high horse. Yeah, and Leslie, I don't know if this describes you, um, but what I witness a lot is what looks like somebody in fight or flight mode. Um, you know, I'll watch, uh, you've got some names, give me two names, Natalie and Tyler. Okay, Natalie and Tyler start talking about something controversial. They clearly disagree. Tyler sp- says something, and I watch Natalie look like she is going into survival mode. I can almost hear her heart beating. I can almost see the sweat coming down her, her brow. Like, and it, sometimes I'm witnessing this and I'm thinking it's really just a disagreement. Doesn't need to be a big deal. And I'm watching Natalie look like she is ready to fight or flight. And when people get so triggered, I have to wonder what threat they are perceiving that I just, as an observer, don't see. They, that maybe Natalie sees some kind of threat here and she has to fight it rather than understand it. Um, now, these are all just things I'm observing. I can't know if any of that's really happening. These are just guesses, but sometimes it looks that way to me. So um, I'll just reiterate something we've said for the last two parts of the series, which is empathy is not an agreement or a disagreement. So... You know, when you hear something that you disagree with, you are welcome to still disagree, but you can also empathize at the same time. Empathy is not an endorsement. I think people confuse that a lot. Like if I say, oh, I have empathy for uh, this person who voted differently than me, people say, I don't feel sorry for them. It's like, whoa, 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 I didn't say I feel sorry for them. I'm not saying I agree with what they are doing. I'm saying I can understand how it happened. That's all. I feel like in many ways, sort of change or consensus is on the other side of empathy. Yeah. um, I can think of times when I've heard a person say something um, that's just, you know, in my mind, blatantly false. I'm going to use an example, knowing that there could potentially be listeners who say, no, I actually believe that. I that's all right. We don't, this is all about empathy anyway, so that's fine. But like, for example, when I hear somebody say like vaccinations cause autism. Okay. So immediately, like I can feel my heart beating a little bit faster. I feel a little warmer and it is so tempting to want to say what? Oh my gosh. I can't believe you. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I, I just am shocked that you would believe that. And I know that that's a conversation ender. You're an anti-vaxxer? Yeah, to label a person with a title like that, an anti-vaxxer, is, is a, you know, it's a conversation ender already. Um, and sometimes I feel like I'm choosing between two options that don't feel good. One is arguing with this person. That doesn't feel good. And the other one is listening to them. And that somehow doesn't feel good immediately because I think what we worry about is that maybe we are betraying our tribe, right? There's a lot of tribalism, especially in the United States right now, but I think it's not just here. Um, that you know, the people who are with me might be disappointed if they hear me patiently listen to this person talk about something that we know to be false. 
And what I've had to learn as a real, I, I hope, I'm going to call myself mature. I hope the listeners don't burst out laughing at that. <laughs> as a real moment of maturity, <laughs> I say in my sweatpants this morning, um, what I hope is maturity is that I've learned I am not betraying anyone by just listening. Um, it doesn't make me any less you know, a believer in vaccinations because I listened to a person who doesn't believe in vaccinations. Um, and sometimes it's harder than others. And in those really difficult times, I have a little self-talk and listeners of the podcast have heard me say this many times before that I do kind of give myself little uh, pep talks in my head. But in that moment, it's something like, Kate, this person can't hurt you. Like it, it's, they can say all kinds of things. Just let them say it. And, um, you know, you, you're not hurt or in any way worse off because you let them express something that you kind of knew they believed anyway. And so sometimes I have to repeat in my head, this can't hurt you. This can't hurt you. And it does help that heartbeat slow down a little. And it helps me sit back in my chair a little. And it helps me not feel so warm, like I'm sweating. And it helps me not feel like I'm betraying anybody. All I did was let somebody share their BS that I don't believe. And by doing so, they started to trust me. And I earned that by not shouting at them and judging them and shaming them. And so then there is an opening for me to say, huh, okay. Well, I've learned a lot about your beliefs, right? I've learned a lot about where you're coming from. I wonder if this is a good time for me to share where I'm coming from. And as you said, Leslie, you know, I actually find people typically say yes, but if someone says no, okay, have a good day. This isn't really going anywhere then, you know, we'll just move on with our lives. Do you feel, feel like there is a moment where it can, you can be on the receiving end and it can harm you? Like, you know, we talk about like, well, you're, there's no harm in listening. Is, do you think that there is a point where there is a harm in listening? I mean, that was a loaded question. I didn't prepare her for this. <laughs> I think only the person listening can know that. So I cannot answer that for everyone. Um, I would like to say that I trust all of you who are listening to know if it is something that will harm you to hear. Um, I can't think of too, I mean, maybe if I gave it more thought, I'd come up with an example, but I can't think of too many times in my life where I thought this will hurt me to even hear. Typically hurtful things are things you know anyway, it just you don't like hearing them, but um, but especially if it's like a disagreement of some sort, um, then I generally can say to myself, I, did I say genuinely or generally? Gen I meant to say generally. I generally can say to myself, this won't hurt me. Just sit and wait. Just be patient. It's like, you know, I don't need to absorb any of this. I just need to patiently let it happen, and by doing so you gain some trust. Um, another time that empathy can be really difficult to muster up is when um, something is actually, you're, like hits too close to home and you're too invested. And when empathy is really just the attempt to understand something, sometimes it's tough to just stop there with your loved ones. So um, it can be difficult when, uh, and maybe this relates to the example you were giving, um, when something is too personal to you, like you've been the victim of a crime. But let's say, um, you know, I'm trying to just listen and understand like what my sister is telling me. Well, I'm so invested in what happens with my sister and I care so deeply 
that it would be great if I could just show empathy and not also tell her what to do and give my opinion. But it's really hard to do when I feel so compelled to like, you know, be in there and and I'm going to, listeners can't see me doing air quotes here, but in air quotes, like make sure things are okay as if I can do that. It's a little bit easier with folks you have a little bit more distance from. You can just listen and be like, oh, that sounds hard. And like, oh, I wonder what you might do about that. And you, you can keep that kind of distance from giving them advice and directions. But it's harder to do with people you really love. I think that comes down to the the whole idea of not problem solving for per- for somebody. Like you know, if your best friend has a bad breakup and talks about the fa- you know that they come to you and they're like, "Hey, so um, Marcus reached back out to me, and you know we're gonna have lunch," and you want to be like, "Over my dead body, you are? Are you kidding? Do you know what he did to you? We threw his clothes on the front door, you know, the front steps, and and you know all those things." And, and you kind of want to be like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to Marcus and tell him to step down, right? Um, because it's hard when it's someone so close to you, like, you know, a best friend or a, you know, close relative, like a sibling or something. Um, cause you want to kind of like, you can't let them go through that again. <laughs> yeah. You're in it. You're, you're really in it with some folks who are close in your life. Um, compared to maybe just like a casual friend who you you know, but maybe you're not super tight with. Um, and so just as a, a way of reviewing, you know, we, we've gone through some examples of when empathy can be tough. It's tough to just sit and listen and understand when maybe your energy is low, or you're, you're lacking patience, or you're just not in a good place, or you're in a bad mood. It can be tough when you really disagree with what you're hearing and you just so badly want to change it and stop it and shut it up. And it can be tough when you're too involved, it's too close to home, um, and you're just dying to inject your own opinion. The last one I have is um, it's tough to express your understanding when you just really don't understand. Um, When like, oftentimes I find myself listening to someone and I think, gosh, it's my job to be understanding, but I really don't get it. And I don't want to fake it. And I don't want to tell this person, yeah, it's, you know, it sounds like this or it sounds like that when really I'm just like, this is not clicking for me. And um, empathy is really hard when you, you know, since empathy is the attempt to understand, doing that is really hard when you just can't for some reason. And in those moments, rather than trying to fake it, I will usually just as honestly as I can say something like, I so badly want to understand. I, I want to get this. Um, I might need some more help. I might need some guidance because I'm not, I'm not getting it just yet. Can, can you help me a little bit? Can you, you know, give me some more pieces to this puzzle? Any thoughts about that? Yeah, that can be tough and it can be like kind of embarrassing because you're like, well, why, why am I not latching on? Um, but you know, then you're sort of like, okay, can you maybe, can we start at the beginning again and like talk me through this? Give me some more context. Cause I, I want to understand, but I feel like I'm missing pieces of the puzzle. You know, hopefully that's enough. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, we, we can't know what's enough, but it's certainly better than just trying to jump in and solve a problem you don't understand. So it's certainly better than saying, oh, you know, just let it go or don't worry about it or, or something like that. And typically when people say to me things like, oh, you got to just let it go, you know, don't make a big deal about it. I think, oh, okay, what they're trying to say is they don't understand. And that's fine. I'll just go find someone who does. So bye. <laughs> like I'll, I'll just go find another person who, who can get it. Um, and so 
I, I would I would say a, a better alternative than just trying to solve someone's problem might just to honestly say, I'm not quite getting it yet. Yet doesn't mean I don't want to hear this. It's actually the opposite. I would like to hear more so that I can get it. Um, and my main mission with this episode was to, was to say, you know, we, we've already done two parts of this series and I, I don't want us to make it sound like this is all very easy and you can just take these lessons and run with it. Um, there are going to be times where this is easier than others and there'll be times where you're going to have to work a little bit harder at it and there may be times where you're just not going to get there. And um, I lead a lot of workshops where we talk about empathy and sometimes people will say things like, well, I've heard that if I'm struggling with empathy, I'm a sociopath. I'm like, I don't know who's out there spreading that rumor, but that's ridiculous. We all sometimes struggle with empathy. It's just struggling to understand. I mean, can't we all agree? We've all sometimes struggled to get it. We've struggled to, to know where a person's coming from. And so there's nothing wrong with sometimes saying, you know what, I'm just a little low on empathy today. Um, it doesn't make you a sociopath. Uh, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you an honest and self-aware person. And so I wanted to take at least one chunk of this series and, and talk about how it can be tough. Um, any other thoughts about that, Leslie? Um, yeah, I just think there, I, I'm, I'm thinking about people that, you know, they're, working on empathy it's not a natural born skill for them and i think if you're somebody that feels that way about yourself um self-awareness is amazing congratulations thank you for listening well folks as always you can reach us at questions at only trying to help dot com you can tweet us at i was o-t-t-h uh o-t-t-h stands for only trying to help so on twitter we are at i was o-t-t-h uh, we've got one more part here, so we're going to reconvene for one more section on empathy, and we're going to talk about learning this, like how to develop your empathy. So um, we've talked about how to express it and some challenges, but if you're, if you're left wondering, well, how do I get better at this? That's where we're heading next, so please join us next time. Take care.